live and direct. Well, not exactly live, like in the moment, but recording to capture a moment in time. Welcome to Fresh My Fresh Podcast. This is Curtis Metcalf, as you know, only one who could be hosting a podcast entitled Fresh My Fresh, hosted by Curtis Metcalf. There's only one. Season 3, Episode 1, kicking it off like this. I'm going to make this one short and sweet, y'all. Um, got a few acknowledgments. Um, yeah. I'd like to send a dedication to everybody who's listening. Who's listening. Past, present, future, you know, especially folks in the past, like, listenership has grown, like, it's beyond that analytics. Like, I check my analytics or whatever and stuff. I haven't been on here. Of course, I haven't been on here. Um, the last show was April 12th. Last episode was April 12th, so that makes what? May, June, July. That means it's been three three months and a couple of weeks now and we are in the halfway point of the year as in the rest of the world so it's just like with everything that has happened I like to go around and ask folks what they're doing and stuff and you still checked out podcasts and everybody else's podcast matter of fact it was like a podcast explosion with a lot of folks, some have came, some have gone, some are still here doing it, you know, uh, making their money, making connections, getting into other media, and that's dope. Uh, some of us had to just grind or either stay inside or whatnot. Um, what I'm getting at is this whole COVID pandemic. Um, people can have all the... Uh, conspiracy theory or common sense you know talk that they that they want and it's just like you got to get really get out here and handle your business handle your health as far as as far as like your personal health your mental health and wealth and stuff um the annoying thing with just being on the grind like this, it's like, oh man, I I had stopped making beats and stopped writing, and I fell into a depression. Sort of, I would well, I say it's depression. I've been calling it that, but it's really like anxiety because I haven't been doing what I need to be doing because I'm my hands is full with other things, and it's it's me falling back into getting back into artist mode. So. I will be right. I'm actually got a couple of things in the fire, not not ironclad down yet, but I'm developing stuff. Um, but yeah, a few things hit me in the interim. Like I said, we're in the halfway point of the year. This is this is July seventh month, July twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. We're in the halfway point of the year to where. We're working on something that will blossom six months from now. 
or maybe even sooner than that. A lot of people looking for daylight when they were in so much darkness. I'm helping folks out. I'm getting help. Getting some inspiration. Like it was like maybe halfway through this month I found that inspiration and, and stuff and folks really need folks to talk to. And I was reminded that of that today. Um I didn't even want to mention Big Low on here, but yeah, I mentioned Big Low because he's a dedicated dude. He's done a lot for the scene. Not just in Mobile, but in Pensacola too. Just along the Gulf Coast, he's he's a real he's a real guy that keeps one hundred. And um, I visited him today. He purchased a he made a purchase from a Forest T company of the uh, Pritchard Mohawks jerseys. Pritchard Mohawks, you know he he's opened the whole history about the Pritchard Mohawks, the legendary. Exhibition game with uh, against the uh, Brooklyn Dodgers with uh, Jackie Robinson batting came down to uh, came down here to Mobile back in like fifty uh, three. I might have got the date wrong. I got the book. I should know this, but came back in those days and up to now. My man Rudy P at uh, at the uh, Fresh and not Fresh and Coffee. Uh, Coffee and Donuts podcast. He um, he has a line. He has a line of shirts, and that which includes like "She Loves My Kicks," "No Freebie," "Straight Face Mafia," and the Crown Jewel. I say it's the Crown Jewel, um, the Pritchard Mohawks, and that's like an official thing. We're looking to get that picked up or something like that. He just took it upon himself. He's the one who put me up on it. I put him up on the book. And that, um, uh, I forgot the guy who wrote it. That's bad. I'll let promoting that. I'm going to do a whole episode on, like, the Pritchard Mohawks one of these days. I got to finish writing. The, I got to finish reading the book. Um, but that was, uh, baseball is a real big, or was a real big thing between the 50s. And I'm going to say the 80s down here in Mobile, you know. Um, we know the story about the late Hank Aaron leaving home to play baseball. He left uh, He left on the train, 17 years old, to go play for the uh, Indianapolis, what is the Indianapolis Clowns? I know he, he spent some time in Puerto Rico, too. But long story short, Big Low purchase a Pritchard Bowhouse jersey and I delivered it to him and he will be rocking that at Secret Stages uh, in a couple of weeks in Birmingham it's gonna be it's gonna be on fire it's gonna be electric and that's one thing I could say that's a friend without a friend would do because he ain't had to do that he ain't had to do that. We we got we chopped it up, going over his career, talking about stuff, uh, talking about stuff on a future episode because he's coming out with an uh, album, um, this Beatrice Potter thing, and uh, I'm convincing him to, to just come out with Space Boy and not do the Dr. Dre detox thing. Uh, we got to chopping it up about everything. He asked me about what I was going to do 
about the podcast. That's like, hey, when I get back home, I'm going to record an episode. And then here we are. Uh, so shout out to uh, Big Low. He will be on a future episode. He's reconstructing things on his side, getting things back to where all artists are currently doing now, trying to get those spots ready. So when things fully open up, when businesses start, really start back, venues really start back opening up, there'll be a place or spot for artists to perform and stuff. It's been slowly, slowly opening up and ain't all the way open up back yet. But it's getting there. Um, first order of business I really want to get to is um this feature. This feature I got on the podcast. Let me explain something. When I started this podcast, November 9th, 2019, I wanted to just give a spotlight on Southern rap, Southern hip hop. And it could be anywhere. My my ideal thing was post the uh, the time the the length of time between um when the Ghetto Boys broke out with We Can't Be Stopped album in nineteen ninety one to maybe a year or so before Outkast debuted and changed and you know changed the tag with their classic debut sort of playlisted Cadillac music because a lot of stuff gets lost in the mix when somebody blows up. Say for instance, Outcast Outcast blows up and got popular with Southern Playlist of Cadillac music. A lot of people was not listening to Southern rap at that time. And that's like a thousand Southern rap albums between Memphis, Atlanta, Texas alone, New Orleans and Florida. Even more if we add the Midwest, but we're talking about the South right now. And one album I wanted to um, wanted to share the spotlight on was um, the former the late Soldier Slim when he was Magnolia Slim. Uh, his 1994 album Soldier for Life, even though it's only like seven, I'm gonna say seven songs on there, it still qualifies as an album. Today, folks put like five or six joints on there as an EP. Righteously, eight songs as an EP. We didn't had that debate back in like 2017, 2018, something like that. But want to go through that album. I know it's a it's a joint that's fun to me. First of all, Slim, him and BG, my opinion, they are two of the most copied rappers ever from New Orleans. Of course, there are others, but what I mean by that is that when people started taking their art series, New Orleans was always known for bounce music, people people who made radio hits, club hits, stuff like that. When they got to the street side, the, the gangster side, the gunplay, the underbelly, the street life. It was BG and Soldier. They made they made stuff like they made stuff for the club. They made stuff for radio. They made stuff for like you know, body rock, quote unquote. Um, 
Slim got a couple of songs on his, on on the Soldier for Life project. A little bit, and uh, talking about them hoes. Production handled by KLC, a pre a pre no limit KLC right there, just to give you the scope of this man's range. There's a lot of stuff out there that KLC KLC got popular from the uh, whole no limit. Soldier thing, you know, they was they was the uh they was the tracks and the engine behind the tank, behind the gold plated tank that Master P was commanding. But KLC this show just shows how long KLC been in the production game and a lot of his stuff I wonder how I can do this. A lot of his stuff came out on the hip-hop side too okay you had the intro a little something to say and then it goes into the second track on the scene soldier for life and he got some he got some boom bap on there like that type you know like wow um he took the horns from uh the gangstar interlude on um on daily operation that open side two that open side two of the tape up which was like a pleasant surprise like wow i ain't know they get down like that you know um he hooked up the parliament the parliament uh drums to it and soldier slim goes on the rock and about how he does it how he take rappers heads off mixed with the street life of the next track powder bag which is like you ever read the YouTube comments on something and it be the most vile, disgusting, or just inane things? This one was actually on point. Somebody said that, you know, it wasn't cool for Slim to rap about snoring cane or doing heroin when you got little kids listen to your joint and folks believe you know in in new orleans it wasn't no it wasn't no filter on what children were were getting hold to i know myself my cousins were older than me and they brought and they bought tapes so when i went over and they played stuff it was just like wow your mom let you listen to that and stuff man you know like we was we was cranking up ice cube america's most wanted in the Ghetto Boys, Deaf American Ghetto Boys album at my cousin Jeff's crib in Tomanville. And, you know, his friends was older than me and I was a teenager. I was probably like 12. Yes, I was. Matter of fact, when America's Most Wanted dropped, it was 1990, I was 12. Uh, but the point was, yo... You rapping about you rapping about snowing, you rapping about snowing powder, walking around with the bag, talking all this crazy and stuff. Ain't no kids supposed to be hearing that. So that was like the negative track out of all the things on there. Uh, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. That's like fellatio talk right there. Um, KLC breaks it down. KLC broke the beat down with something like this. Uh, this Miles Davis horn line that I can't, you know. But that's like, I can't, I can't recall the name of the song at the time. But this is like second line 
if you ever heard people in New Orleans talk about the second line catching it, that's like some real slick party type stuff. And he tra- he translated the beat very perfectly on that one. And 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 Slim takes it over. Slim takes it over with, with all the changes and stuff, man. Dude, like okay. Slim is lyrical on this, but it's not word salad lyrical, rapidy rap lyrical. Like the dude got talent, and he spreads himself all over, all over the track, like that. You have to, you have to lit, you have to really listen to it. You can catch this joint on YouTube. Just pull up, man. No, you Slim Soldier for life. Somebody, somebody ripped the tape. Somebody uploaded the tape, and it's in, it's in its true original form. On the YouTube upload, or uh, kick it for them, kick it for them hoes. Is is I like how they put the New Orleans, the real, the real true New Orleans, uh, tracks, back to back together. That's on track four and five, and track five is kick it for them hoes, which is what you would hear if you was like coming through New Orleans, on uh, and listen to Q ninety three, bumping. You know, Q ninety three used to play everybody in New Orleans. Well, they still do, but you know. During this time, during this time in the climbing and stuff, especially if it was a, uh, if it was a radio version for it, it get played. All right, track six, bitch nigga, which is like the indictment of the indictment track of a bunch of people they don't like, and you let the posse, you let you let two, three other of your weed carriers get on, get on there, and just give them, just give them a good ripping on the track. Bitch nigga is. Is kind of like sentimental to me because that is when, that's when the last time I was with my late wife, uh, Tasha, and she pulled this up. I have no idea. We was listening to a lot of, we was listening to a lot of plies. We was listening to some Wale. Every girl that has like, you know, book smarts and street smarts, like, like she did, they got their likes or some real hard, hardcore music, even more than even more than me. Like I listen to MOP, I listen I listen to some MOP, G Unit, some other stuff. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you know, kind of goes aside eye when you listen to some other stuff, especially when you listen to Drake or or um, what's the boy's name, Wale, or something like that. But she has her, she has her time to where she listens to what we call ignorant music. She said, <laughs> I used to pick at her. I used to pick at her. Like, we listening to hip-hop in my ride, man. I don't, don't want to listen to no Drake. Let me listen to Drake. And, you know, if that's your girl, she going to be your baby. She going to be the brat, you spoiler, or whatever. Let her have her way. Like, here, take the tablet. Especially when I didn't have a tablet. Like, when my CD player wasn't working in in my old 08 Impala, I, I, I nailed I nailed the station to like Q ninety three or whatnot, and that was all what you did. It was like pretty much terrestrial mainstream radio. But when I got my new ride and my tablet had Bluetooth in it, I played everything under the sun. Get the New Orleans scoop up, come back, come back to Mobile. We listened to everything, all the ignorant music she wanted. She even played some Nipsey, too. So, all the street antics and stuff like that. It's like, man, you made it out the street while you listen to this. But, 
that's the sentimentality of bitch nigga. Cause she pulled it up. We had this event in uh, Trinity Gardens every every weekend. The weekend after uh, Fat Tuesday, the Saturday after Fat Tuesday, uh, we have this neighborhood parade, the African American Heritage Parade, and we was on our way. We had got a hotel after after I picked her up from uh, New Orleans. And we got in Friday night. So we wake up Saturday morning and head to my mom's house. And we get there late. We get there late because the parade starts at 10 o'clock. We all in the streets of Mobile and Pritchard. Even went through Tomaville. Refilled us some drinks. Got us some food. When they finally let the crowds, you know, disperse. Let traffic in. We're coming up Berkeley Avenue to Jesse, to Jesse Street. And she finds Bitch Nigga by Magnolia Slim on Amazon Amazon Music. And if you ever played it in the system, that's the, that's the other winning thing about some New Orleans rap. If you played it in the system, you're going to hear everything. You're going to hear all the instruments. The instruments are rich, even with this one. I, I, for some reason, it was clear. For some reason, it was clear on Amazon, on Amazon Music than it is on the YouTube. That being the case, the 808 came through so clear, I turned it up even more. I was like, Lord, this joint is jamming. Not for the subject matter that it was, because, like, you know, they was ripping some poor cat up. But we go up, pulling up, we pull up to my yard. We pull up to my mom's yard and my brother's sitting in the lawn chair. Looking at us and then he meets my, he meets Tasha for the first time and everybody else was there. Uh, Rudy P was there. Uh, Shamika was there. Um, let's see, who else? Who else? Kanza was there. Yes, yes, yes. Kanza was there. Uh, Nanisa LaQuinta was there, uh, my man Eric Caleb was there, like, my neighbors was there, we was all rocking, we had, we had a good time, that was March, that was a weekend, it was another weekend that, um, I had another friend that, my homegirl Tasha Sugar Mama, I mean not Tasha, but Tina, uh, Sugar Mama, she had passed away like a few days earlier, so the Friday that I left, to go get Tasha and come back. That's when all that, all that came around. But that's the sentiment that I have for bitch nigga, and I will forever remember that. And it closes with Soldier Made for Walking. He uses the uh, a Tom Scott drum break from all sneaking in the back. What I like about KLC's production on here, he's slick with it. He uses some. He uses some breaks. He uses some known breaks. That breaks that was known at that time, but that was still fresh. You could you could flip him, and he flipped he flipped um sneaking in the back. But this one, and he puts guitars and um bass line is all creep music. It's all creep music. If you know what I'm talking about, if you know cats that was into menacing robberies and stuff like that, this is the stuff they play. If somebody was going around shoot somebody, this was it. This was it. This was it. This whole tape was it. And 
for for somebody like that who went in the house when all that stuff was going on, this was something that you probably had had kept the headphones on the box for, you know. You 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 didn't let your mom know that you had the tape, didn't even ask her to give you money for the tape. Cause she would have said hell no. You got this from your friends at school or your homies around around the way and you dubbed a copy. All that, you know. So um as far as on that level, yeah, you get you get five stars. Real five star performance. And uh this wasn't even this is more like a New Orleans classic. Because these tapes didn't get too far beyond Gulf Coast, like once they, once they, once these guys pressed up, pressed up records, they didn't get too far as far as on, as far as on distribution. Usually, it'd be a local distributor, and they would get as far as like Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, and it had to be in demand for it to be in a store or anything. So, um, this episode, the album of the episode is Magnolia Slim Soldier for Life. Uh, you fast forward to 2020 and, um, J Electronica's, uh, a written testimony album that the, the second track on there is the Ghost of Soldier Slim, just to show you, just to, that shows you how much that Slim was respected, you know? Being that Jay Electronica is from New Orleans, he and, and he grew up in that era where that type of music, where that rap music was going on. You know what I'm saying? This is gonna be a fun part of my of my podcast. And um, I want to send a dedication to uh the late Yolanda Porter. Today's what? Well, yesterday was a birthday. Yesterday was a birthday. That's my uh, that's my homie. That's my homie Kanze Eight Thousand Moms and stuff. And shout out to Shamika Porter for the reminder. Miss um, Porter held things together for us. As far as like the mindset, the mentality, she seen what we was doing. She was such a she was such an involved parent. Like she put Kanze through everything. Both of them had like the uh, the best relationship that a mom and a son have and everything she was with us she was with us she was with us she was like the soul <laughs> she was like the soul she played video games she played she was she was on she was on the computer she did all that she was like like really was the top of her class and everything it ain't too much I can say more that has already been said. Um, I cherish the book of poetry that she did, Rambling Thoughts. We were great friends beyond just, like, social media. Like, she was, she was the mom. If that was truly your homeboy, she was your mom, too. So, it hurt my heart when she passed away back in June of 2018. There's, there's some more people that I holding my heart dear and really really wish they was you know they was here we we can talk to them you know but that's how we go on in life you know people that ain't here you got to make your your future works for them that's what i decided to do with this podcast like it's crazy that 
my wife passed away the day after I made the first episode of this podcast. So, Tasha, you up in the heavens. I know you're listening. You didn't sit signals. You didn't came. You didn't came back as like a cardinal or something like that. You know, you just sent. You just sent me some messages and stuff. Let me know I'm going in the right direction. Um, I'm gonna cut it short here. Like I said, it's gonna be short and sweet. I got work in the morning. I'm gonna say some prayers for myself, for everybody involved with, for the world. Um, also, rest in peace to uh, Mr. Robert Moses. Look him up. And also, uh, I'd like to say shout out to the whole Forest Tea Company staff, um, Rudy P. and myself. That's the staff. Uh, we keep it rolling. Shirts. Accessories and all. Uh, they are the sponsor of this podcast and also Coffee and Donuts. Check out Coffee and Donuts while you're at it, you know. Um, the due schedule for Fresh of My Fresh is going to be every two weeks. Think of it every pay period. And I hope this episode serves as a fresh start to your week. Shalom.